Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. James Adams here along with Skeeter Robinson. This is typically the uh, Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast, but we are recording this April 2nd, 2020. So no golf podcast today, Skeeter, as there's no sports really going on just yet. We're all in quarantine, but we're going we're gonna to chat a few things. I have some sports topics uh, that we can bring up, too, but how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's, you know, end of week three for me here as far as the shelter in place. And, you know, we're, at least in Illinois, we're here at least until April 30th and probably going longer. So I'm, you know, having to do a lot of online schooling for high school. And, you know, that's just, we're making the best of the situation. Being a video chat has been good, but yeah, it's, you know, the students are missing school. We're missing them. Everybody's missing everybody, but you know, we're still persisting on as best as we can. So there's a little, there's a lot of people out there with some worse problems than um, having to figure out how to do online schooling right now. So when I was like grade school, high school, there was always a feeling that like some kids graduated or moved on from one grade to another because teachers didn't want to deal with them for another year and they didn't want to deal with their parents. I've even, I can tell you, I remember a teacher saying, uh, you're going to pass because I don't want to deal with your mom complaining to me about why you didn't pass because you didn't do the work. So you're going to pass. This guy was a decent teacher, but he was a little bit of a head case. But what I'm getting to here is, is anybody really going to fail online classes the way things are going? Like if you're in high school, is there any chance anybody's failing and not moving on with what's going on right now? Um, At least for us or way we're, you know, Illinois is kind of approaching as far as, yeah, do, you know, it's almost a semi hold harmless, but if they were like if they're failing if they were failing before this you know then i you know and i mean i'm not talking you know oh they're failing by one or two points like if they were 20 30 points behind then yes it's potential or okay. if you know i think we're at least in, in my district is making make you know getting some extra hot spots for those who don't have internet to be able to have the internet and getting them devices so and we're not, I mean, we're not requiring a ton, but we are requiring some things basically prove to us that you're actually doing the work and that you're actually putting in a half effort, then yes. Um, so yes, there would be, it would, it would take a lot to fail. Basically, it would be somebody who's like, forget this, I'm not doing a thing. Because I was just thinking like, right? You, you, you just like, this is one of them spots where it's like, all right, kid, I don't know if uh, it's 60 or 70 passing for you. <laughs> um, in my school usually it's seventy, but for this online part, it's sixty. Okay, because like, like I was seventy for me in high school, and then I think it was sixty in college. Right. But yeah. uh, but yeah, it was like if you if you're sitting there at a fifty nine and sixty passes or sixty nine and seventy passes, like, and I don't pass, dude. I'm gonna tell you what. There's when the toilet paper uh, drought is over with. I'm going to find some for a teacher's house that failed me for one point during this time. No, it, uh, it, not that I would ever do anything like that. Of course not. Um, <laughs> no, the way we're doing, or at least the way I'm doing it is basically if you turn in an assignment and it's passing, then I'm going to give you full credit. If it's not, then I'm going to send it back to you saying, Hey, here's the corrections you need to make, or you need to add stuff to this resubmit. So there's going to be multiple chances. Even if you turn in something bad, like I'm not grading anything. Oh, you have 72% on this. No, I mean, because we recognize there's a lot of outside circumstances that are just beyond control. But at the same time, it's still education. You have to prove that you're actually doing something. Without, like, uh, spilling any beans you shouldn't or 
uh, making any just like crazy guesses. But do you have any idea what next year's school year is going to be like? <laughs> um, I would. I mean, no. I, as you can see, I'm stuttering here. I don't know. Right, like I mean, life it could be normal. We could have a vaccine; it could be over, or like any, like I don't know. And I just wonder what kind of maybe contingency plans are going on. Well, I mean, I don't know if contingency plans for next year have been thought of because I mean, we basically had to come together. And, I mean, in the past three weeks, develop an online learning plan and then implement it. So it's been a lot of short-term stuff because at least yeah. in the district I'm at, we have never really looked at online learning. We do have a lot, you know, a, a lot of uh, free reduced lunch. So a lot of, and we're a lower income area, just a rural district. Um, it's the way it goes. But um, the one thing I can see coming from this is that basically we might not have a snow day ever again because the snow days might just turn into distance learning or electronic learning days since we've now kind of tested this out and proven that it kind of works. My, uh, so a buddy of mine is, uh, his girlfriend is a teacher and I was kind of, I was, I, from a distance on Friday, I was, uh, not the Q-Bet meddler, but, um, <laughs> you got that reference. All right. Uh, I was asking her about the same thing. Like she's a third grade teacher, you know, like, do you think you'll have snow days again? And, uh, for the record, since I was at my friend's house on Friday, I want to explain that he lives what we call a par six away. We've determined it's driver, five-wood, five-wood, wedge, and then hopefully a two-putt. Um, or for, or for like, Rory, um, driver, well, three-wood. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. It's probably a long par or a medium par five for them that they're going to reach into. But, uh, so I walk up there with my cooler, sit on the porch, hang out with them, uh, maybe go number one in the yard instead of going inside because I'm trying to be very paranoid about going near people. But you know what I'm saying? So I am being cautious, but we're uh, we're calling this distance drinking now. So we've done it once. We'll probably do it again this weekend if the weather's all right where I, we can hang out outside. But, yeah, I was asking her the same thing about, like, you know, how this could really change schooling. And I could see it certainly, you know, something will change about it. I mean, it's just it's kind of inevitable when things happen. We learn things and we make adjustments. And I can see that being a case here. Yeah, or, you know, in the events that somebody has a long-term illness or, you know, some sort of concussion where, you know, they're they're out for a while, that maybe now that we've kind of practiced this video chatting thing and we're aware of services like Google Hangout or Zoom or other things like that, that we see more of that being implemented and maybe more distance learning. And I realize that there's probably some people listen, listening to this thinking, well, this is already being done at my kids' school or where I teach, but, um, again, I'm in a rural district in central Illinois, um, so things aren't, you know, as modern or up-to-date as maybe they are in a suburban school just due to, te you know, property values and funding and all that stuff, so it's stuff I'm aware of, but, you know, we just haven't implemented maybe at this point, you know, it'll, I think it'll cause some creation, but, um, I actually had a student in one of my uh, chats today kind of mentioned, like, yeah, I think when we come back, you know, even if it is next year, we're going to have a much more appreciation of school itself because, mm. you know, what's been funny throughout all this, and I hate to say the word funny, but it kind of is, is the students I have who we'll just say aren't maybe the most motivated ones that I have on a daily basis, they haven't even admitted that they miss school, and they're ones who you would never think would say that. Well, you know, they might not miss being taught how to do, like, tangent lines, but they probably miss goofing off in the cafeteria. Like, you know, right. I can see 
I could see Super being uh, like, I'm ready to get back to school. I mean, dude, I had my appendix out when I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And after a week at home, and like the only thing on TV, we might, I don't know if we had cable then. I'm old, right? So it's a chance we didn't have cable yet. Uh, I like it was game shows and soaps. So I was like, yo, I have got to get back to school. So, like, I asked my doctor, I went back to school after a week instead of two when I still had staples in from it because I was like, I'm losing my mind. And I am by no means, like, I had a 2.8 in high school, a 2.8 in college. I'm not exactly an overachiever, but you just get bored, man, and you want to get back to it. Like, dude, I was out cutting grass today. uh, as That's what I do for a living. I bet you I spent two hours talking to people because they just haven't seen anybody. They're like, oh, my God, person, what's up, dude? And I'm kind of the same way, like, hey, what up? Let's talk. I, I know, I, I tell you, um, you know, doing these video chats with the students is fun, and, you know, they kind of are, like, they're in the same boat, so, like, it's funny, because, you know, they all, they all text, or they all Snapchat each other, or whatever, TikToks, whatever things they make, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, all this technology, and yet they're still bored, and they're still kind of lonely as well, and even when I was talking with a uh, parent, you know, who a teacher's aide at our school, and she was kind of like, yeah, no, we... The social part is almost just as important sometimes as the education. So, for sure. And then of course, was the other weird part is I have a couple students who, they they did they didn't watch snow days because they were bored. You know, whenever we'd have one or two snow days, I'd get an email from them like, oh, this sucks. I have to clean the house or do something now. <laughs> and now you know, here we are in week three, and it's probably heading more towards the end. Um, yeah, it's just a little weird. So again, I'm old. Uh, but when we had snow days and my mom was working, I didn't have to get somebody to watch me. I just stayed at home. Right. You didn't, it was, it was okay. Like you could just stay at home then without an adult supervising you. If you were like, I don't know, I would say third, fourth grade, you were cool. So like, I love snow days, right? I was, I had the house to myself. I was going to eat candy and watch dumb, dumb, stupid game shows all day. It's just after a week, I couldn't take it. Well, now wait a minute. I mean, you're a few years older than me, so one of those dumb, stupid game shows better not be my all-time favorite, Press Your Luck. Dude, no way. I mean, I love Press, press Your Luck. I, uh, at, at some point in my life, actually, what I would really love to do is if I ever have a hardwood floor, is get a Persian rug that was won on Press Your Luck. Because that was <laughs> a prize every single week. So you better believe I watch that. No. Wait, 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 I say wait, stupid wait. video games, don't, but I do. Don't you mean the Flocati rug? Is that what I, I thought it was a Persian rug on Pressure Luck? Well, it might have been, but I think the running joke was the Flocati rug that you know, it took I, them years before they gave it away. And when finally when somebody won it, they made like the biggest deal in the world about it. It was like the inside joke of Pressure Luck. Oh, no, I didn't know. I just remember that always being on the prize, but I don't remember somebody winning it. But no, it was that one. Uh, obviously, old school Bob Barker, uh, uh, Price is Right oh, is, yeah. a, is a great one. Uh, you know, you get Morning Wheel of Fortune, which was oh, different than right. Night Wheel of Fortune. That's right. So, no, try. I love the game shows. We could go Card Sharks, dude. I remember oh. them all. Card Sharks was a good one. I remember always trying to figure out how to play that one at home with my cousins. We couldn't quite make it as fun as watching the game on TV, though. No, or uh, Family Feud at all? That was probably Richard Dawson, Family Feud, uh, or Ray Combs? Ray, well, I always remember Ray Combs because, well, he's a Cincinnatian. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, he was. He was. He had a uh, he had a good uh, good club downtown called Caddy Combs, and we would. Uh, I went there a couple times. It's no longer around. It hasn't been there. I think it was probably torn down when I was like 21, 22, 23. But it was a good little spot. But yeah, Ray Combs is always the guy I think of for that show. Although I do appreciate Steve Harvey 
And uh, he's he said some things that made me laugh pretty hard the last couple of days because I am still watching it. I yeah I agree. I think Steve Harvey's done a really good job. Um, I, I've told you I've done some trivia nights, and one of the things I've started, one of my categories I'm starting to like is like a survey says one where I basically I found a website that has like every single puzzle or every single survey that they've ever mentioned on you know season twenty or season nineteen. I'll tell you the toughest part about it is I want to say 80% of them have to do like husbands and wives and have some sort of sexual innuendo. So I was like, okay, if I'm trying to find one, I have to dig deep <laughs> to try to find one. Or there's like the random Steve Harvey category. It's just like, okay, this is getting tough. There are some random Steve Harvey. That is very true. I saw well, there was one the other night, like who his Rat Pack would be. And nobody gave any answers. It was just foolish. But no, I love them. I love those game shows. I still do. Dude. Uh, do you ever watch Sale of the Century? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I know that one. I don't think so, no. It was one where, like, they, um, they'd answer general trivia questions, but then whoever was in the lead at certain stages would have a chance to um, buy a prize. Like, you know, it might have been, like, a color TV or whatever, and it cost them, like, 5 or $10 in, in, in actual game money. And, you know, you, it was almost like a temptation type of thing. Um, at the end of the game, whoever had the most money won, so you were taking away, you know, your lead or whatever to chance to get a nice prize. I'll have to look that one up. No, uh, it that made me. It's, it's an interesting concept theory of game. It was um the same. Oh, what was it Jim? Jim Perry. He was the original host of Card Sharks. Okay. Who's who's was Bob Eubanks a Card Sharks host? Yeah, yes, and then there. Okay, I, that's who I remember. Probably and then there was another it. one, Bill Rafferty, not the uh, not the college basketball announcer. That'd be awesome. Okay, I was like, I know that name, but that's why I know that name. Different one, so yeah. Um, I actually love game shows, so I, I can I ha I have some stupid game show nerds. In fact, one of my favorite old ones to kind of go back and watch because I remember watching the kid at my grandparents is um was Classic Concentration with Alex Trebek hosting on NBC. Oh, how did that one go? Was that the one where they would like remove pieces of a puzzle or something? Right, right. You'd you'd match prizes and then they'd reveal a puzzle which you have to eventually solve and then you had a chance to win one of like eight different vehicles in the bonus round. And it was almost like they would have pictures and you had to put words together, right? Right. Okay, I do remember that one. You could YouTube uh, that one and you would uh you would you would know. I'm I remember sure. that one. Let's make a deal is a good one too that you didn't mention or oh, I did. Oh yeah. You you were talking about um, the one you just mentioned previous before. Uh, uh, I already can't remember it. <laughs> My brain fried from working on. Yes, that one made me think of Let's Make a Deal. I still I'll still watch Let's Make a Deal with Wayne Brady, but yeah, Monty the Monty Hall ones were good were good as well. Monty yeah. Hall was just a really good host. But let's be honest, Wayne Brady is hilarious, dude. And that oh. uh that that show he did with. Uh, Whose line is any anyway? Were we talking about that last week? We I don't know. Maybe that's off I think the air we, or whatever. I think we did because yeah, but that's a good show too. But yeah, he's a good uh, let's make a deal host. The number one thing I watch on YouTube right now when I'm bored, I will go back and watch old whose lines it anyway scenes from a hat. I could see that. I could see I, that. Yeah, I just love those and. I, I've actually gone to see a couple of them live in person here in Central Illinois as they as they're on different traveling troops, but. Oh, I I love improv. It is so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about this last week, whether it was on air or not. But yeah, I'm a big improv guy too. Uh, I I think that's, I I, I enjoy the uh, the spontaneity of it more than you know like scripted comedy. Uh, not that I I'll go see a comic too, but I do enjoy it. Um, 
So talking about game shows actually makes me uh, is a good segue to one thing I was going to bring up to talk about that's somewhat sports related. We're all having a sports Jones right now, dude. And the other night it is I'm still having trouble getting up to work early because this is like just spring. I'm just getting back into the grass cutting uh, from just, you know, betting on golf and doing nothing in the winter like I, I, I had been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't bet on golf. Well, I'm sitting here. It's 1.45. I should be in bed. 1.45 a.m. And I'm watching Golf Channel. Have you seen this ace shootout before? No. I had not seen it either. So it was Steve Young, and I can't think of the guy that was hosting with him. It was on Golf Channel, and it was like, basically, it was like Big Break meets uh, Celebrity something, because it was all like Mark Bolger, Brian Urlacher, Cal Ripken, uh, Roger Clemens were all on it, uh, Ray, Ray Allen, so Keith, uh, Toby Keith, and it's 1.45. The show ends at 2, and I'm like, I need to go to bed. And I swear to you, with the amount of sports we don't have right now, I was like, but I want to see who wins this. And so I sat up for another 15 minutes because it was a sporting-like event whose outcome I didn't know, and I was like, this is entertainment to me. To the fact that I had to watch Cal Ripken, who I believe used steroids, and I'm not a big fan of. Oh, Roger Clemens, oh, who I don't like. Oh, whoa. Uh, your boy, Brian Urlacher, who I do like. Um, I, Ray Allen, I do like. But I'm watching these guys play golf, and I'm just like, these guys aren't even good golfers. But I, I literally, I'm like, I want to go to bed, but I can't turn this off. That's how bad I was sports Jones in the other night. Um, you didn't like that statement? I love Cal Ripke. He's probably my favorite baseball player ever just because he always he, – he, his consistency of playing never was never was real flashy about it. just went out, did his job every day, and was a solid performer. Like, oh, I love Cal Ripken. Have you ever read Jose Canseco's book, Juiced? No. Jose Canseco is not exactly someone that I would consider uh, a bastion of intelligence or integrity. He's but- not Kurt Angle? Every yes, he does not have the three eyes. <laughs> no, he does not. That was good. Thank but you. if you read that book that Jose Canseco wrote, Juiced, everybody that he points out is dirty. So if anything, Jose Canseco, I think, is just a whistleblower who got caught and now you know didn't end up getting that last contract in order to get to the 500 home runs. Probably won't get into the Hall of Fame because he didn't hit those numbers. People didn't like him. But every single person he outed in that book, from Rafi Palmeiro to Alex Rodriguez, has been proven dirty and guilty. Think about the fact that A-Rod was like Cal Ripken's protege. They're buddies. A-Rod is proven dirty. Think about the fact that if you do indeed use steroids, it doesn't help you hit a ball better, but it helps you recover. Recovering helps you get back on the field every single day. He might have been doing greenies to start with from the late 70s, early 80s until he got into the roids with the 90s. I am a firm believer that Cal Ripken did roids. Believe it. I, I am obsessed with it. Uh, I shouldn't say obsessed, but I, I, like, I will die on this hill that Cal Ripken did roids, man. You jerk. Thanks for ruining that for me. Um... I, I apologize to you. Uh, you know what? I've got a Cal Ripken shirt that my brother brought me from Camden Yards with his record number of games on it. Mm-hmm. It didn't fit me when he brought it. I don't think it fits me now. You can have it. I apologize for ruining your love of Ripken. Um, no. I'm just just no. saying, dude, I think he did it. I think he did. 
And that's fair. I probably have my own guys I think have done stuff throughout the year. So, no, that's fair. Uh, back to golf. Back to golf things to watch. So, the, so I told you I love watching Whose Lines It Anyway stuff on YouTube. I'm also starting to go back and watch, like, PGA Tour, like, Best Shots of 2018 or Best mm -hmm. Escapes or... My favorite one, I don't think, maybe we've talked about this before, the, can you make a hole in one in 500 shots on a European mm -hmm. tour? Yeah, we were talking about the one guy that, uh, and I already forgot Andy his name. Andy Sullivan. Thank you, yeah, and uh, yes, we were talking about that one, which was a really good one. It is uh, funny to watch them, though, like how mad they are, like, they hit a ball three inches from the hole, and they're mad, you know, it, I, it's just got to it's a complete and utter mental game at that point. Yeah, I mean, I can see after you've hacked, you know, 150 at it and you've been that close a few times, like, at some point you're like, come on, law of averages, it goes in. Like, you know, I'm playing this game, the golf club, and I'm thinking eventually I'm going to hole one out, Skeeter, but I, I had no hole in ones yet. Putting getting any better? Uh, I still have some four putts. I use, I just, it's usually one around now instead of three or four. I'm getting better, but I'm so, not great. you're still Keegan Bradley or Betty on? Yeah, I'm still having my issues. I had a... Uh, Dude, I three putted from like three putt on that game, three foot the other day. I tried to ram one in and like hit, blew it over the cup, and then it went like way far away. <laughs> so then I had like twenty five feet back, and then a tap in from that. So yeah, I'm still I'm still having some issues, but it's an awesome game. I'm loving it. So have you seen the proposed uh, golf match we might see next month? Uh yeah. It was it Tiger, Stop. Phil, Peyton Manning, and who's the fourth? I didn't see – I saw that they were both going to have a guest. I was really hoping that that was going to be another pro golfer. Um, no, it's amateur, but I, I forget. I, I think Peyton Manning was one. I don't remember who the fourth one is, but what, I think they've discussed whether this is going to be pay-per-view. I think, I think that's off the table now, but it might be Turner, and it might be kind of like when they did that $10 million match play event the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, could you imagine what – if this comes about – this might have, like, the highest ratings ever because there's almost nothing else on right now. Okay, this is legitimately true. Yesterday, Yesterday, I saw two kids, neither one of them could have been over six, playing basketball with a hoop that couldn't have been over three foot tall. Oh, no. I watched them for three or four minutes, dude. Oh, okay. You better believe I'm going to watch some time. Oh. Would you think I went over and stole the ball and dunked on him? No, I thought you were going to start <laughs> betting with somebody on that. No, no, but I, I like, I thought about like saying something because their mom was out in the yard and I was like, I was going to say like, if I show up with a cooler and some beer and watch them play, are you going to be upset with me? And I thought, boy, that's something I really shouldn't say to some, some little kid's mom. I better keep that one to myself and just get in the truck and go on. Yeah. But, but, yeah, dude, if it's Tiger Phil, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'd like it to be Tiger Phil. And, you know what, if you want to keep it old, guys, go with uh, a Coocher or somebody like that with them. And, you know, fuss Sergio, if you want to, you know, get a guy across the pond to, to get, you know, more viewers in Europe or whatever. But, yeah, Sorry. dude, yeah, I'm watching this. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's get let's get Rob, let's get Rob involved, uh, Rory, um... Anyone like serious? Sanjay, Sanjay needs to play at some point. Oh uh, yeah, if he's uninvited, if he's not invited to a, a, a people playing golf, he would be heated. But yeah, like dude, seriously, if it was, you know, the bottom of the barrel kind of guys, dudes, the the six K stone men guys, like I'm watching it. You know what I mean? I'm watching it. If it's if it's uh, Anurban Lahiri and 
I don't know, uh, Matt Wallace. I'm watching, dude. Oh, absolutely. I'm watching, so I hope that happens. Uh, we'll see. I think it's going to. I mean, Phil Phil made it seem like it's happening, right? Yeah, and I mean, if, as, as we said, if there's any sport that's going to try to come back a little bit or something, golf at least has enough social distancing measures that you can make it effective. And Exactly. There's still people playing golf around here. I, I'm not, um, but I actually was – cut in the yard and talked to a guy who was putting his golf clubs away today. Um, I might've actually made a friend. Uh, I invited him to be in our golf league because I sat there and talked to him for a good 20 minutes. Nice. Uh, but you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Golf is the, the, the thing that could get going. Oh dude, me and him, trust me. He told me about this, this guy. I think this guy's my friend now. Um, I, and I just met him today, but he was telling me that, uh, Mexico, he had EBR and John Rahm on Sunday. He was watching his, his draft Kings. And I'm like, what up, dude? <laughs> nice yes. to meet you. <laughs> nice oh, to meet you. Uh, so, uh, thanks for, thanks yeah. for that reminder. I didn't play EVR that week, and I played him every other week before he, that. Uh, he was Team Skeeter, right? Oh, he still is, but oh, man. Yeah, we were talking. Me and this guy were talking a little bit. Uh, he, he, Him and his wife went to – so he goes to the Memorial every year, and him and his wife went to the Barbasol last year. Oh, nice. And uh, he was like, yeah, you got to give up the Open. But I was like, no, you don't. You watch the Open in the morning, and then you go. And, uh, and you know, because I didn't tell him that we do the golf podcast or anything. I actually did because he told me he listens to some golf podcasts. I'm like, well, hey, check this one out. Dude. Oh, I bet. I bet. If he if he, if he goes to Barbasol, I, don't, I almost am positive I know which golf podcast he listens to. Uh, uh, he said, I forget. I had like a weed eater running in is my it, hand. Is too. it Golflandia? Uh, maybe he had some shirt on too. Like I'm so bad right now, dude. I was like, I was doing my grass job, not my golf job. So I'm so off here. Right. I'm telling half stories, but no, uh, the host of golf landing Matthew Wiley. I think he, he has some sort of connection with the Barbasol. I think he is in Lexington, Kentucky. So there might be. Okay. So I, that's just going to be my guess is that, you know, I'm just going to guess golf landia would be that yeah, one. That's actually, I love, I love, I, lo I love that podcast because He's also he's the marketing guy, so he talks about the business, like a little bit about golf, you know, the business of golf and marketing. And of course, as a business teacher, I find this highly fascinating. I can't show that or have any of my kids in my sports entertainment marketing class listen to it because well, language might not be school appropriate, but that's yeah. all right. It's great. It's you know, it's it's just language. <laughs> that's what I well, say. But I mean. I I hear what you're saying. You can, it's, it's it puts you in a tough spot being a teacher and them being underage. I get yeah. you. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. In recent years, what has been the number one request for for some of my students that when they graduate, well, first of all, that they'll add me on they'll add me on Facebook and Twitter on on the graduation stage, that because I won't add them until after they graduate. So that's just like <laughs> you guys can actually wait a little bit on that. But they were well. But then one girl a few years ago, her request was that I flip her off after at graduation. So now, now they all want me to do it afterwards. So you did, of course, <laughs> very discreetly, so nobody sees it. But um, when I was in high school, uh, there was our janitor at my high school. His name was Larry Lloyd. He was a hell of a dude. And one of our chants for high school games uh, was "Larry, Larry, give us a sign." Well, he had some signs, and the janitor's area was right behind. So. I think there was like a time where he would hold up signs, but the sign ended up being the bird. 
but he would have to do it discreetly, right? So, like, parents wouldn't hear it, see it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows how many teachers knew what the sign really was or whatnot, but uh, that's funny because that makes me think of that. So we would, you know, we'd get, like, the, the student section would be rocking, and for what it's worth, the Covenant Catholic student section, since I've graduated, at one year was named, like, the best student section in the country. Thank you very much. Uh, so we would get loud and rowdy, and, and dude, the gym would be rocking until Larry would... Uh, like discreetly put his hand like down by his leg and flip us all the bird. And then we would go berserk, dude. <laughs> so that's funny that you say that. Cause that's like, that maybe that's around more high schools than I know. And what's funny is I think most of them don't think, or maybe now they're, they know I do a little bit, but they don't think I swear. Right. Well, I wasn't sure if you, if you said swear words at first or not, you I know, know I, you I, never I, know. I just say them and then I find out. <laughs> right. I, I love how I give off the impression that I don't swear. But, um, yeah, it was like, no, no, you guys need to see me on a Sunday when, you know, I have um, Alvin Kamara in a DFS lineup and then Sean oh. Payne decides, hey, it's Taysom Hill time. Like, uh. <laughs> I Yeah, I get you there. Oh, that's funny. So that's funny. What You won't, you won't, uh, you won't. So, like, they could follow you on Twitter, right? Okay, I've gotten to the point where, yeah, not, I don't think they all realize this, and that's fine. <laughs> but I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Um. Come on, we want them to listen. We need numbers. This actually is a good point, especially when I, when I will mention to some of them, hey, there's a lot of discussion of my students on here. No, um, I've gotten to the point where if they follow me on Twitter, that's fine, because I realize that I have a outside school persona, especially doing fancy football radio show in Peoria, the, the golf podcast, and random appearances on SiriusXM, very random. But um, So that's fine, but like Facebook, not a chance. Uh, that's in their Snapchat. That's when they graduate, and they're the ones adding me. So, I feel like it wasn't that random. I felt like it was almost weekly last year. Well, well it was spurts. You know, like Michael would take I a few weeks. It. I would take a few weeks. Just it, based on our schedule, like for me, like September to October are not the best. And then Michael, I think, kind of got busy November, December. So that's when I was on more. So we work it out pretty well between us two, I think. No, definitely. Oh man, I can't wait to play another lineup. Like, I started talking to that that guy today, and I was just thinking, like, man, I had two millimakers in the uh, players. Of course, I didn't have a decky in any of them, but like all those entries, like, gosh, I'd love to just look at an entry, and I, I'd love to look at some bad lineups right now, man. Uh, I know it's like, wait a minute, it's Thursday afternoon, but I having to worry about, oh shoot, I have a guy plus three. What's the cut going to be? Can he? Can you come back tomorrow and make a cut? or I mean, there's just nothing See, like a cut sweat. There's not. and No, and I'm telling you, man, I do miss golf. Like, playing that game, and I've sent you a, a few screenshots, that, uh, that the golf club. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, this game, like, it really replicates. Like, I'm telling you, man, 16, 17, and 18, I remember them really well from watching uh, TPC uh, Phoenix uh, at Oh, the yeah. waste management mm-hmm. and like i'm telling you, you play these holes and they're right on i found a uh, an augusta uh clone because people can make golf courses and just put them on there so there's a ton of courses and then they're not licensed by augusta so they have to go by a different name and try to hide under the mix but dude i found one where i'm telling you 12 and 13 on amen corner i mean dude it was clearly those holes 10 18 clearly those fall it was it's really cool uh it's it's been helping my jones a little bit and you know since i don't have my golf league right now it's also reminding me that i'm not only bad at golf i'm bad at uh, video game golf too 
you, so you're saying it's a little harder than like Tiger Woods 2001 or whatever. Yeah. When, yeah. When, unlike, yeah, unlike Golden Tee or whatever, where you're trying to be 20 under in 18 holes, like two under is is an accomplishment. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seriously thought about getting a PlayStation just to play this game. I was like, I just don't know if I can justify it. Like, cause once we're all done with this, I'm not playing video games. So it's just like, eh, do I really want to spend the money on that? Uh, I don't know that I would have went out and bought the system. I already had the PS4, so it was easy right. for me to buy one game. But Oh, and by the way, the neighbor that uh, I made friends with today mm-hmm. from one of my accounts, he plays this game too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, it was crazy. Like I swear, when I was getting ready to leave, he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, when this is, cause like he went to shake my hand, I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, I'm not. Right. You know, it's very nice to meet you. I'm not touching people right now. My mom's old, and I'm not, I'm not fooling with it. But uh, he was like, hey man, when we were, I was leaving, he's like, when this is all over, we get down over here if you want to hang out after uh, you're done with that yard or something, have a beer. And uh, I was like, right on, I will. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I was like. I was like, this is weird. This, this, I may have, I may have just made a friend out of this whole mania, this whole craziness, because oh. he he had no one else to talk to besides his wife. That you know, he was like, we 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 went on it for a minute, and obviously we both had uh, a love of golf in common too, which was cool. Does he play fantasy football? He plays DFS, UFC, baseball, football. So I don't know if. Uh, so finally, after we chatted forever, I was like. Because Claskins is the the one that people will know around here because he does local <laughs> hits and stuff. I'm like, you know who Claskins is, right? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, he goes on the uh, Mo Agger show, which Dan does a Thursday fantasy hit on uh, the local sports guy show every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, me and him do a fantasy show on Sirius XM and this and that. And like, I hate telling people that because sometimes people think I'm lying. And it's like, I, I look at, I've had people call me a liar for it before. I'm like, dude, I'm going to lie about it. I'm not going to lie about being a weekend host of a fantasy football show. Like, I'm at least going to come up with something better than that. Like, that's not that cool that you lie about it, dude. Hmm, that's weird. I've never had anybody confront me say, you're a liar. I mean, I, when I've told it. Um... Nobody said that specifically, but I definitely had somebody call BS. And I'm like, just Google it, dude. Like, I don't want to tell you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to spend any time, uh, explain like trying to prove it to you i don't care if you believe me at this point like beat it yeah like or even when i first you know the first year or two that i started the show here in peoria and you know some of my students knew but they, you know they would they would tell another student like hey do you know mr robinson's on the radio or they tell their parents I'm like yeah, okay yeah yeah they call you mr robinson they have to they're students i guess they have to <laughs> i don't know because- i would I mean, they can't they, call. They call you coach. Um, a couple of them could, but most of them at this point, no. I mean, I mean, once uh, they graduate, uh, they're still going to call me Skeeter, but they're not. I mean, I coach golf. Like, I'm, I'm not. That's golf is not exactly the big sport where I teach. That's volleyball. Dude, I guarantee. Yeah, our my health and PE teacher was Coach Hornsby. He coached golf. He was. It was. I know. I don't think I ever called him Mister Hornsby. I think I called him Coach Coach Hornsby. Right, but you know, I I teach, I didn't business, play golf high I teach business computers, so most of them know me from that setting. They don't know me from a. I gotcha. Especially I gotcha. when you know I'm coaching golf, the course is 15, 20 minutes away. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of, I did want to ask you about that since we're on there. So golf is a spring sport for you, right? It is a fall sport in Illinois. Fall sport. Okay, that's right. I, 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 I know it, it, yeah. it does vary by state. So what? Um, I mean, what kind of as the golf coach for next fall, like, 
are you even thinking about that right now? Or is it just like so many unknown outcomes that it's not worth trying to plan for? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm, I teach at a very small school, so I'm not exactly running, and I'm not exactly one who can help a swing, so I'm not exactly running a top-tier program. It's basically, oh, hey, you want to play? You've never played before? Terrific. Come on. You know, we'll, we'll help you get used to it. You know, I almost kind of look at it as a way to, you know what, hey, something to do, it's something you do the rest of your life, you can learn some lessons, if you happen to be good, great, but, you know, that's not my focus, I mean, it's... Hey, okay, before you go any further, I gotta stop you. Regardless of whether or not you're making these people Justin Rose or Justin Thomas or uh, just a mediocre golfer, I wasn't planning that, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I'm going crazy here. Dude, the fact somebody has to be there for them to be able to play golf if they even want to give it a try and you're doing it. So don't downplay what you're doing. You may not be, uh, you know, Sean Foley or whatever his name is, but you're still doing something to allow these kids to, to get involved in the game, man. Oh, no, absolutely. But I think you know as well as I do golf. You know, if you say that you're a golf coach or you're involved in golf in some way, people, um, you know, might want to, you know, they might want to check your credentials. So that's why I'm just immediately saying, look, I I'm just there to help people play. I can help a little bit, but I'm certainly not going to be able to tell you, oh, yeah, you know what, your, uh, your, your, arc is, uh, your swing arc is not, is not good, or here's how you properly hit a bunker shot or a fried egg or anything like that. But, um, I feel you. But, no, so, so I'm not real worried about it. I mean, even right before this thing started, starting to try to figure out, okay, who, who is interested in playing next year? And then, and then of course, all this hit and, I, we co-op with another school, so haven't really heard from them a ton. And even right now, like April first is usually when the course that we play at opens up their memberships for the whole year for everybody. But in Illinois, all the golf courses are clo closed through at least April thirtieth. So even if I uh, wanted to do something, there's not a whole lot we could do right now. Uh so yeah, it, it golf's probably one. You know, you just we need some tea times. <laughs> It's it's probably easier to get some tea times reserved a couple months ahead than like a football field or a gym, right? Well, and plus maybe not. I mean, the course where we play it's just a nine hole course, and I think for a nine hole course they do a really good job keeping it up, and they're very accepting of the uh, of the youth golfers. So, I mean, it, and plus it doesn't matter. Like I'll tell them, okay, April first, go get your membership. You can play all summer. When do most of them go get it? August first. So, you know what? <laughs> Nothing's really changed right now. I mean, there might be, like, two guys That's... who are like, oh, shoot, I can't go play, but everybody else is like, eh, whatever. That's how I would be, too. I'd be signed up the last day, dude. Like, I was the kid who brought us, like, the coach would be like, we're going to take your helmet if you don't bring your physical next week. Like, all right, I'm bringing it. I'm sorry. I, it, it, I'm, I'm procrastinating. Even, uh, even though I'm not, I mean, a coach told me this one, like, you know, because sometimes, you know, uh, the, the kids will do push-ups if they swear, if I hear them swear. Um, oh, yeah. And then I had one last year for the, con you know, our conference meet, supposed to leave at 7 a.m. He shows up at 7.20. Oof. Were you still there waiting on him? Yeah. He must be good. No, I mean, he was okay, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to conference. I mean, oh, oh I was furious. So... I bet, dude. The next day, at, or the next time we had practice, it wasn't the next day, it was a few days later, um, he, coach told me this one, he had to go run, I, I was nice, I didn't make it the furthest hole out there, I gave him 10 minutes to go run to a hole, which is probably about, well, I'd say five, 600 yards away, take a selfie on the green, that way I knew he was there, and run back. 
he did it in eight minutes. He was he was winded, but he did the job. Didn't say didn't complain. Mad oh, respect. Man. All right. Were people playing golf? Yeah, but I think there was a there was a cart. If you do the cart path and the one. No, the- I mean I'm not even worried about him disrupting people playing golf. I'm just thinking like that's a little more demoralizing because he's a kid. And you know when you're getting punished, like, you know, I had to run before. We've all had to do it. You don't want people to see you getting punished. So that's just even worse, which is kind of funny. No, I don't think there were many around. And, and as I said, he, I mean, he took it. He, he he knew. He knew he screwed up. And he knew I wasn't real happy. But, um, you know, it was a lesson learned. And everybody else kind of, I think, got the message. Oh, hey, yeah, we might not want to do that. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. awesome. I never really thought, thought about, about golf players, players getting punished, but that's pretty awesome. You run out to the fifth hole, take a picture, and come back. And now with cell phones, like, you know, back in the day, I get in trouble. You coach say run laps. Like, James, how many laps run? Oh, I ran all eight, coach. Or, you know, maybe six or whatever. But I ran. Don't worry. Like, now, self, that's pretty good. Like, that's proof right there. Take a picture at the hole. Well, like you know what? I'm t- and I know what the hole looks like, so don't go to nine or go, don't go to eight. Right. Which, you know, which is in viewing distance. Like, I know what hole you need to go to. Go do it. Take a picture. Come back. And. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So uh, I do want to ask you because you haven't watched Star Wars yet, which is okay. You haven't you, you haven't watched the Tiger King yet either, have you? I don't have Netflix, so I will okay. not be um, watching that. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've seen the buzz that's going around it, right? Yeah, which is funny because you know I have like you, you're telling me about this last week. I'm like, oh, this is really intriguing, and I have zero idea. But like the next day or two, everybody started talking about this, like. Oh man, this really is. I had no idea, but you know, so I was glad you at least enlightened me a little bit. <laughs> Literally, I think right now you and I—it's not often we're we're roughly the same age, uh, white males. So we're not going to like hit every demographic. Right now, you and I represent everyone in America because it has literally become—you hate either have or have not seen Tiger King. It's like how people are communicating. It's insane. Um, and then it's taken on a little more hype here in Cincy because Joe Burrow is starting to become the next Tiger King, we're hoping. And, dude, when I was a little kid, uh, the Cincinnati Zoo, which is one of the best zoos in the country, mm-hmm. they had a, a Bengal tiger. And, dude, they used to bring it to the stadium. Oh. So there would be, in a cage, a live Bengal tiger on the uh, field away from everything but – like, you know, it's that ain't happening now. But, dude, like, so the Tiger King for Burrow, like, this all happened as a perfect storm, assuming the Bengals make the pick. Like, he's people are already calling him the Tiger King, dude. And I'm I'm here for it. I love it. So how, how real are the rumors that Miami's trying to trade for the number one pick? Dude, uh, that, that Miami's trying to trade for it? Those are probably very real rumors. Cincinnati ain't, ain't hearing it. All right? The phone's ringing, but they ain't listening. Uh, national media wants to make Miami look like a great destination. And if you're talking about non-football, it's better than Cincinnati. I've never even been there. But, you know, I've been to Sarasota and Orlando. I've been to Florida and I've been to the beach. And I've watched Miami Vice uh, recently on Encore because it's free right now. Uh, So I I legitimately was watching an old Miami Vice rerun last night. Um, Yeah, Miami's like a way probably better town to kick it for all the different reasons. But – if it comes to the football team, if A.J. Green is here healthy next year, you're going to tell me Burrow has better weapons around him in Miami than he would in Cincy? No chance. There's, you're gonna, you, 
I don't care if 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 healthy, Green is better than Devontae Parker, who finally yeah. came came around last year and was very good. And I would say Parker might be better than Boyd, but it's it's a very minuscule difference for their one to the Bengals two. Uh, you're talking about. I don't care what you say. This isn't me being a homer. Joe Mixon is one of the five best running backs in the NFL. Period. Mm, uh, I, do, he, I, I can't go there. All right. I'll give you Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm not sure who else who I'll give you. McCaffrey. Zeke Elliott. I'll give you Zeke, I guess. McCaffrey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I am bad at discounting Christian McCaffrey. Yes. So there's your three. I'm not going anywhere else. Mixon's better than Aaron Jones. He's better than Dalvin Cook. He's at least as good as Dalvin Cook. I'm telling you, dude. Look how bad the Bengals' line was last year. Mixon still made some things happen. I have, and I have Mixon because we talked about fantasy football ranks. I have Mixon as I think my four or five. I'd have to look because of the situation around him. I'm not talking fantasy. I'm talking talent wise. Joe Mixon is one of the five best running backs in the NFL. Mixon or Henry? Joe Mixon is a better running back. Derrick Henry's a truck, but you know what I'm saying? Derrick Henry ain't catching the ball in the backfield like Mixon. Mixon or Kamara? I'll take Mixon, but it's close. I'm not going to act like Mixon's uh, heads and shoulders above him, but it's I'll take Mixon. And I'm saying this again, not being a homer, because it's not like when Rudy Johnson was here, I said, oh, Rudy Johnson's a top three NFL oh, running back. No, I knew he wasn't. You know what I mean? I mean, it's. I literally think probably the Corey Dillon's the best Bengals running back. Joe Mixon's probably number two. No disrespect to the likes of an Icky Woods or a James Brooks or a Harold Green or you know Kajana Carter. Bruh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> literally, I think the headline was one carry, three yards, and one torn ACL for his mm. preseason. It was the first game of the preseason that rookie year. Mm. So who knows what would have happened with Carter, but he never had the chance back on that old turf, tore that knee up. But no, I think, dude, I do legit think Mixon's – and look, I don't think the Bengals are going 500 or anything. I'm not trying to be, like, insane fanboy here, but I do think Mixon's that good, dude. I really do. Okay. I think I think I started getting on him late in the, late last year once he got healthy. He was productive. I'd have to go back and remind myself because I'm still thinking long-term in his injury history, but – the only argument I think you could make for Burrow why Miami would be a better destination, what division is more winnable? Dolphins in the AFC East or the Bengals in the AFC North? Well, the Browns are a clown show. True. Um, so you can take all that Browns hype, but I got news for you. Uh, the Browns are still a clown show. <laughs> Pittsburgh is a great organization. But they showed some flaws last year in their, I, I guess their, um, you know, their what they had behind Ben Roethlisberger, and the time is coming. Now, if they go out and sign a Jameis or somebody like that, and they have a strong backup, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, okay, Pittsburgh still ahead. Um, and, they're, you know, I would expect Pittsburgh to finish ahead. And the trades they made, like going and getting Fitzpatrick, was a great trade for them last year. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, when the guy scored like three times on defense after they went and traded for him, like killer trick, great trade. Uh, Pittsburgh's a great organization. So, yes, the East is easier to win right now, but Buffalo's no pushover. No. Uh, Miami still is Miami. The Patriots, no matter who is under center, is going to be better than than Miami for this coming year. Um, you know, so you're right. 
The I mean, East is probably more winnable, but... I mean, Brian Flores won, what, five games with a team that was openly trying to tank, and then they have all these draft picks, so I mean... And they're winning, yeah, so he could be the great coach. And, and no Ravens fans, I didn't forget to say anything. I understand that they're a great team, um, and they are ahead of, you know, whatever Joe Burrow could do right now in Cincinnati. But in a couple years from now, that could be different. Hey, we forgot about the Jets. Well, I mean, dude, who's Robbie... Or uh, not Robbie Anderson, with him gone... Who's who's uh, who's Darnold gonna throw to? Oh, uh, who did? Didn't they just sign somebody? They did, but it wasn't. It, they did, but it's not like something special. And now I, yeah, I, mean, I should. Jamison Crow. Oh, Josh Doxson. Well, it wasn't. Well, no, they signed somebody. Oh, better Brashad than that. Perriman. There you go. Yes, thank you. Brashad Perriman is. I yeah, because I read something like, oh, this is a great villain for for Robbie Anderson. Rashard Perriman, yes, did finally get some things done in an absolutely wide-open, throw-it-downfield offense where a guy uh, was throwing 30 picks. I got to see Perriman do it again other than the little brief stint he had there. I'm not buying into him being the answer to replace Robbie Anderson. And it's not even like Anderson was that good. I think there's a chance. Like, if Perriman is, you know, if we see the December Perriman in New York, yeah, I think he could be a decent replacement. But, yeah, I, I would agree. I still think I'd trust Robbie Anderson long-term. But Perriman does, I think, have higher upside. That's we probably true. Yeah, obviously, he's got the pedigree. We just have to see it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it could happen. Hell, he could end up being this year's Devontae Parker. You know what I mean? Like, we forgot about him. We gave up on him. We, we neglected him. We ignored him. And now, finally, he's here. I mean, it could happen. It certainly could. Here, here. I, I got, well, I don't fit the narrative. Um. I, I, this year is uh, Devontae Parker, Corey Davis. I'm sorry. And dude, I've loved the talent on him for a while. We had a dude on, uh, I think it was Teron Davenport, is the uh, Titans oh, yeah. reporter we had on. And he said flat out, Corey Davis is the most talented receiver in Tennessee. He's, he, he's like, Brown's the better receiver, you know. And from a fantasy perspective, Brown's the guy you play. But from just a flat out skills perspective, that Corey Davis was the best receiver on that team. Right. That's what he said. Maybe, you know, maybe there's now a new chance with uh, Tannehill and off-seasons that maybe, or, because isn't, uh, this is Corey Davis's, what, third or four, fourth year, I think. I was, think fourth. I think fourth. Yeah, I think he was 17. So, you know, sometimes it takes that receiver th- year three or year four to come out, so. Yeah. Yeah, I still believe in the year three, Pop. You know, you see guys do it late rookie year, even second year, but I still believe in. I still believe in taking my flyers on round on third round third year receivers later in drafts. I, I'll still make those stabs. Unless the flyers are going in the second or third round, like Chris Godwin a year ago. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean exactly. Um, Which, by the way, I'm hoping for the third year breakout for. Um, there's two. I'm hoping. Well, maybe. Three, uh, I know one because I am too for a particular dynasty league. Anthony Miller. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. James Washington, like, I'd like to see something out of him in Pittsburgh, but I almost wonder if Deontay Johnson's kind of surpassed him. Washington was my guy last year. I thought he was going to be the guy to emerge opposite of Juju. I don't know if we really got a real answer with, you know, uh, and and Rudolph at quarterback. So I don't know if we really got the answer, but Johnson was the better fantasy play last year. That's for sure. But I agree. I thought Washington was the guy. And part of that to me was, hey, he's, he's a year more in the system, and Pittsburgh has a pretty damn good track record of drafting receivers. Right. Something I hate, but it's true. Right. And, and then the third one, who really has d- done nothing wrong, he's just suffered because of 
bad or a bad quarterback play slash injured quarterback play. Uh, DJ Moore, and I know he's got Robbie Anderson now opposite him with Curtis Samuel there too. But DJ Moore, when he has when he has a quarterback who has a clue what he's doing, has put up some monster games, and I still feel like he's being undervalued, and it's not his fault because he just. It's almost like the DeAndre Hopkins situation early in his career where he was so good but never had a healthy quarterback to throw to him. Dan makes me come up with, like, you know, uh, bold predictions every year. And it's good show fodder. Oh, absolutely. Uh, But uh, this is one I would say with DJ Moore and Cortland Sutton. This would be a longer term. And I'm not going to say this is fact that's going to happen. I think there's a chance in a year or two it's possible – that DJ Moore and Cortland Sutton could be in some some way uh, one and two on your wide receiver board. Maybe they're both top five. I think there's a chance those two could be one, two. I think they're good enough. I think DJ Moore, especially now offense, McCaffrey's enough of a threat, and Teddy Bridgewater, I think that's a nice connection. My concern with um, Cortland Sutton is Denver still wants to run the ball. Like, I still don't know why they signed Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Dude, that's so stupid. And I'm not sure I'm a full believer quite yet in Drew Locke. Okay, and, and that's fair, dude. I feel like uh, Sutton's just a stud, man. Like, I don't want to say he's the next DeAndre Hopkins, but you know he's who, good. He's you know good. Who, you know who Corliss Sutton might remind me of a little bit, just as far as career arc? Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Okay. Really, who, by the way, I mean, I have him in my top 12 for next year, Galladay, too. He's, he's kind of with those guys for me. Really good receiver. The offense just not top or elite. Right. Kind of a mediocre type of thing. Kind of like Allen Robinson getting stuck with Bortles and Trubisky. <laughs> hey, he had a 1,400-yard year with uh, Bortles one time, though. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm It saying? was all garbage time. It was all second-half yards. Hey, but it was all there. counts, man. Um, I'll take it. Sure. But you know what I'm saying? It's like really talented receivers that just aren't in the right offenses. Yeah. No, I get you. And for what it's worth, give the Lions offense a little credit. Matt Stafford was having a year before he got hurt. Right. He was having a bounce back here. Stafford's one of them guys I've always liked, too. So he's one of them guys I'll rush to defend. Kind of like a Phil Rivers a little bit. Yeah, I'm a Phil Rivers guy. That Phil Rivers card's still in the truck. I might have to get me a uh, an Indianapolis Colts Phil Rivers card to uh, put in the work truck with the uh, the Chargers one that my nephew found on the ground four years ago and now I refuse to take out and throw away. <laughs> it's, it's a sad, true story. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I did want, there was one thing I was going to bring up to you from like what we've been doing to kill the time in the week. I've been had golf channel on, uh, yesterday and they were running a lot of Arnold Palmer stuff. And, uh, so I like golf dude. And I'm not even a tiger fan, but the reality is I'm, uh, I think I'm like a year younger than tiger or whatever. What is he? 43 or four. I'm 42. Uh, so my fandom of golf didn't start when I was younger. Like when you're a little kid, I don't know about you, but when I was like 10 and golf was on TV, the puke, please change the channel. Let's, there's gotta be a movie, you know, there's gotta be double dare. Somebody's getting slimed or oh, something on TV. Double dare. Like, oh. you know what I mean? I'm 10 years old. I don't want to watch golf. So like the end of the Palmer and the Nicholas run, I wasn't watching that. You know what I mean? That wasn't, that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't start watching golf till tiger. So I knew that Arnold Palmer was a great, but I didn't really know his story. Right. Like that. He was like, you know, uh, um, a blue collar guy. He was a caddy working at the, uh, the golf course. And that, um, the reason he became so popular is because the common man identified with him. 
this was like all stuff I had no idea. Jack was the country club guy that came along, and everyone hated Jack early. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. Did you? No, no. You um, I mean, is it, I guess Arnold Palmer makes sense a little bit. Nicholas, yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize he was, you know, hated. Or not I hated, knew that, I knew he took some heat for being a little overweight, but I guess, like, at one point at a contest, uh, somebody had a sign that said, hit it over here, Ohio Fats. Because he is a Columbus guy. Right. He, uh, do, yeah, so, so like, uh, I yeah, I guess Arnold had, uh, his army was uh, was kind of founded on, I get part of it was like there was a, I think it was at Augusta, it might have been a different tournament where they were trying to increase, um, they, they, they had a lot of unsold tickets or, or something like that, and they wanted people on site. Invited and the they military, let them, right? Invited the military for free. And I guess they all became like Arnie's fans there, and that was the origination of uh, Arnie's army. I knew and, that. And so, and then you know it came from there. But so Arnold was so beloved because he came from you know he was a common man. He wasn't uh, he wasn't you know um, privileged, if you will. Not that he was like poor, but you know what I'm saying. He right. wasn't built, born with a silver spoon in his mouth. And I know this is going to sound a little bit crazy. But that kind of made me realize a little bit why I like Charlie Hoffman so much. Um, I like him, and I know why I like him. But, you know, you kind of learn some things that maybe just didn't register on the surface. But, you know, I have actually shaved. I don't know if I've told you this, but I don't have that beard after 14 months. But really? you know how I can look um, a little rough around the edges. I'm not – I don't go out of my way to look great for people. That's not to say, I mean, I take a shower every day. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a scumbag, but I I don't, like, go out of my way to look great. And I went to an all-boys high school where I had to wear dress-up, dress pants, collared shirt, dress pants, like, you know what I mean? So it's almost a rebellion for me to mm -hmm. just shirt, sleeveless shirts and long beard and whatever. Well, Charlie Hoffman, when he had that long hair, was like a rebellious against the you know, the common look of a golfer. And so I always knew it, but I kind of like watching that Palmer thing. It made me think like, this is kind of along the lines. Like he's not necessarily an every man, but kind of bucking the trend a little bit, which is something that I've done in my life uh, without being like a total jerk or completely disrespectful, but just being a little different. And so like, I don't know, maybe it's just, I'm losing my mind because I can't go to bars or anything. But uh, I watched that Palmer thing and it really made me think like, it's a little bit of why I'm a Hoffman fan right there. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, cause you know, you think like, I think Ryan Moore held up for a long time before he accepted sponsors and like even like that's cool. I didn't know that. He's kind of a quiet guy. Yeah, but I I I I, I might be wrong, but I swore he held up for a long time because he didn't want to sponsor anything. And I, even though I think like, Ollie Schneider Jans um never wore a hat. I do remember he was the no hat guy. Right. And he was literally the only one. Because I'm telling you, watching some of those old Arnold Palmer things, and there were times where he didn't have a hat. And I'm like, people play golf without hats? I didn't even know you were allowed. Well, didn't they used to I wear mean, a shirt and tie when they played golf back in, like, Bobby Jones era? And... Uh, they were saying that was another thing. So, like, you know, Palmer would show up with a collared shirt, but it wasn't buttoned to the top with a tie. And, again, so even though he looked presentable, you know, nice collared polo golf shirt, he was uh, somewhat bucking the trend of not wearing the shirt and tie, like not being so stiff, being a little more casual. So yes, that is definitely the case. So uh, semi-related, but not really. You know what would be really fun to do is if you 
you know, take you know, since we're all missing DFS golf and whatever, if you got a bunch of people together, put them in a in a room, sequester them, and just find some like random nineteen seventy two tournament. Here's the field. Here's their form coming in. Who would you play? You know, figure out some sort of pricing based on the algorithms and create your own team like vintage golfer. Nobody can actually look up to see who wins or anything like that. If, and I pray to God that we're not in this situation come next winter when I'm no longer uh, working. And by the way, um, I am pretty, I'm grateful that I'm able to work right now. Yes, I, was, aren't I was being outside. Yeah. I was thrilled when I asked you the other day, like, Hey, you ready to do a podcast? You're like, Oh yeah, well, uh, might have to be a little bit because I'm I'm mowing lawns. So like, oh good, good. Yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm grateful to be able to get out. Like you know, even if I were to take some government money and and, and you know that they're given for small businesses who can't operate right now, uh, just to be able to get out to go do stuff. Oh, like I know. you know, even if it's work, it's cutting grass, it's weed eating, and whatever. I'm like, I'm happy to do it, but uh. Oh God, I got on a tangent. What was I even talking about? Next winter, because I said if you know. Oh yeah, God, God forbid, we're still in the situation. I would be willing to be sequestered for like you know three or three days or something. One to like build lineups, and then we'd have to watch two rounds per day or something. But I, I'd give it. I'd be in for a couple of days. Yeah. Find like the night. I don't know some random, like some tournament. No, but like most people aren't going to remember who wins or anything like that. So I mean, it'd be hard because the majors would be the ones that. Yeah, it can't be a major. Right. You know, the, um, I don't know, whatever it was called at Riviera or Pebble Beach in the Bob Hope Classic or something like that. Yeah, we might have to go beyond 1972, though. Some some of that film from Arnie's old days, and I know it's going back beyond that, it's like, dude, you can't even see the golf ball. <laughs> like, forget the fact that it's not HD. It's not even, like, standard depth. It's like, how, you can't. where's the golf ball? And then finally it's closed down to the point – it's almost stopped on the green. You're like, oh, there it is. Okay. Fine, fine. The nineteen eighty, the nineteen eighty Alfred Dunhill Links tournament from the Euro Tour. Let the let's you know, do something like that or whatever. Some vintage Euro Tour, South African Sunshine Tour or whatever. But all right, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Tom Watson <laughs> is my 10K plus golfer in that one. Uh, that, that I think would be a really good choice if he was playing over there. What about Seve? Well, well, because Watson was like they loved him over in Europe, right? He won the Open so many times. I'm oh, just yeah. assuming. I'm assuming he might actually be over in Europe playing that, but uh, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Seve there. If I'm going to go random, really just guessing, I'm going to take the American, even though I'm not a big Tom Watson fan. Play some Ray Floyd. Uh, I could, you know, I could, I could. We could pick a lot of about. Can we get a? I'll start guessing again. That's before I watch golf, so like I only know some of the real names, but uh, Ben Venturi. And yes, definitely a name I know. Uh, we Johnny Miller, maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> of course, you hear Johnny Miller interview, and he'd be surprised. Well, player. yes, and he, but he was on. He was one of the guys talking about Arnold on that uh, program I was watching last night. Um, I don't know if you know what Palmer's putting stroke looked like. If you, uh, if I hadn't just seen it last night, I wouldn't know. But I'm watching him putt, dude, and it is all wrists, like. Nothing moves except for his wrists. He breaks them back and then putts forward. I couldn't even imagine putting like that, dude. Like, I don't know if everybody was putting like that back then, but I'm watching that. Like, I don't even know how. I, w I would miss the ball, I bet, sometimes, putting. Huh. No, I, I can't say I know that offhand. That would have to be something I'd have to look at. But Yeah, because when I'm putting, dude, I don't move anything below my shoulders. I, once I'm on the putter – 
I mean, my putting stroke is above that. Like, I maybe follow through with my, you know, I move a little bit at the shoulders, but like all wrist, it's just whack. Like, it's something if you you should you take a peek at it. It's, I couldn't imagine trying to make a putt hmm. like that. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I feel like when I'm putting, like I. I, my putting lines suck. My putting speed tends to be pretty good, but like lines like, yeah, I hope this is where I'm aimed at. I hope that's where it ends up. And sometimes <laughs> it is. Other times, like, oh, I really have no clue what I'm doing, do I? The the like, best is when it's like a bare, it barely breaks and you pick the wrong way. Oh, I've done that. It's like <laughs> we've all been oh, there, right? Oh, it broke right. I thought it was breaking left. Huh. <laughs> like play it. Oh, it's like really good speed, but I'm still four feet out because oh man, huh. <laughs> offline was just a little bit. Yeah, those are those are always fun. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? These are the days we learn we yearn for is to get back and actually have them because that means that we're playing golf and hopefully we're back to a normal type of uh, society and schedule. Dude, do you know how much I would like to drown my sorrows on a fifty three next Tuesday? Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, I would love to sit at my buddy's house and where I the the guy who lives right around the corner. I almost, without fail, every Tuesday I go to his house and we have a few drinks after golf, and uh, I tell him about my round, and he tells me about his kids, and he doesn't listen to my golf round. I don't listen to his kids' stories. We pop a couple of beers, and uh, you know we're good friends. It's like that. Or yeah, or or you know how how much it'd be nice to be like, oh, man, I shot fifty five today, put yeah. two in the drink, couple out of bounds, and three out of the bunker. But oh man, yeah. Bro, rinsed two on eight. You got to say rinsed. I haven't heard that word in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rinsed, yeah. Hooked one left on the par three, rinsed it, and, uh, you know, couldn't get up and down and ended up with six, and that three putted. Oh. Yeah, I'm telling you, I would I would kill for it. Like, uh, and, and I know uh, these, I may, if I get caught up on work, I may, because the weather's getting really nice here. Yeah. I, I would be willing to go. There's some courses out there I would go walk and, uh, from what I read on one of the emails I got today, I don't know if every course is doing this, but they're staggering tee times at 16 minutes. Mm. So I'm guessing they're probably not getting enough volume that that's a problem, that it's an easy fix for them to just, you know, keep people apart from each other more. But right. I, I, I know where my league plays, they don't stagger no 16 minutes normally. No. In fact, I'm tempted. I need to actually go take a drive and see. There's a place within 10 minutes of where I live that's just like it's a driving range but it's it's not part of a golf shop or whatever it's just kind of like a random field with a driving range where just you put in the money you get a token and you hit balls like there's nobody yeah. there so I'm almost curious if that place to be open or I'd have to maybe make a phone call and say hey is this uh, is this allowed I mean because I mean it's not it's not very busy usually and certainly you can keep social dis- distancing but I don't know if that's a uh, I don't know if under these current times if that's a place that would be open or not. So my mom told me that she saw that Top Golf may be one of the businesses that will open sooner because of the nature of them being outdoors and separate. So maybe yeah. you know you show up with the people you're willing to be near, and then they stagger the tea the tea boxes whatever you want to call them your stations, your yeah. your bowling lane yeah your station yeah, yeah, bowling lane's a good one. you know you you only open every other one to create a, that extra space i mean that could kind of work too like this is almost where we're talking about like the start of the decline of the peak right like the start some businesses are starting to open up yeah 
Yeah, like, yeah, they're not going to be open tomorrow or anything. But, like, it was one of the businesses that do make a little more sense. Like, a driving range makes a lot of sense. Boy, especially if, like, you could get a no-touch pay um, and then they could just, like, go throw out a, a bucket in front of where you want to hit or something. You know, you don't even have to touch it. Kick the bucket over, roll, roll the ball with your, uh, you know, don't hit drivers so you don't have to tee them up. You don't even have to touch the ball. Okay, so this Maybe is... Maybe that's being a little paranoid. This is a completely random comment here. Um, I don't... I don't think I've touched a dollar bill in, like, more than two weeks. Uh, I got an old lady that pays me cash, and she paid me today. And I didn't want to take the money from her. But I thought, well, she needs to be, like, she's in the age where she shouldn't want to get near me. She also has Alzheimer's. So, like, mm. it's, I have the same, she's a sweet lady. And we have, right. she's very nice. She takes care of herself. She's like, it's not, like, terrible or anything. But we have the same conversation every once in a while. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's like, all right, I know her kids are telling her. And I, and I text uh, her, her uh, son-in-law, like, just in case we need to, like, talk about something. To, you know what I'm saying? Just to make sure she forgot maybe a conversation we had, whatever. But, yeah, she paid me today, and I was like, I don't really want to take that money, but I'm going to take it. I know. Like, I just, you know, the few times I've gone out, it's just all debit card, debit card, and it's just like, I trust that more. And, dude, I looked in my wallet today, and I was like, I think this is the same, like, $12 that's been in my wallet for a month. I know. Because I don't spend any money. Right. There's, just... there's nowhere to spend it. I mean, maybe we're maybe you and I are both being super paranoid about this, but you know, just I uh, I am a little bit, but dude, I'm just not taking any chances with my mom's health. You know what I mean? Oh, I, hey, I I'm with you, and you know, I I live by myself, but man, um, I just don't want any chances. Period. Yeah, and it's not like I'm the healthiest dude, and I, I uh, I probably didn't tell you I quit smoking cigs like in October, but I used to smoke cigarettes too, so well, my respiratory you. health is probably better, uh, but it's probably not the greatest, and with Corona attacking. The lungs, like, I'm sure it would be worse for me than somebody my age who didn't used to smoke. Right. Well, no, no, you didn't tell me that, but good for you. Well, you know, I. it's one thing, well, what if I start again? Because I've quit more than once, so I don't want to tell you I quit, and then I see you the next time and I'm burning one, and you're like, well, oh, you quit, bum. No, no, because I understand it. I, I mean, I have a family member who um, was able to quit for a year or two, but then picked it back up, and, you know, it just, it sucks, but, you know, I've also had somebody tell me that, you know, Basically, quitting smoking or quitting tobacco is like the hardest thing he's ever he's ever done, and he doesn't, I've heard, he doesn't dude, do very well at it. So I get that it's really tough. I've heard that now. Like, I've never done heroin. Um, I'm not sure if that's a disclaimer I had to say or if that was just understood. But I've heard that like alcohol, uh, cigs, and heroin, like they're all three like almost impossible to quit. Um, you know, I go a couple weeks without boozing because I, I enjoy it, but I don't think I'm addicted. Like smoking, dude. I smoked. You know, I smoke. Like, I put one down. Thirty minutes later, I was probably gonna burn one, and if I was drinking, it probably wasn't gonna be thirty minutes before I had another one. So mm -hmm. I probably was addicted to it. Like I was doing it enough that I probably was. Okay. So yeah, it is what it is, man. Sometimes you just. The last time I got back into it, I was dating a girl and she smoked, and I was like, "If you're gonna smoke, give me a cigarette." Yeah, well, you know, we all have our vices in life. But I'm blaming that on her when it was my decision. By the way. <laughs> I'm fully aware of that. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so, uh, well, bro, what else you got for today? I don't think I have much. It's, you know, I kind of want to make sure I brought up the Tiger and Phil thing. And I'm looking forward to that. That's going to happen. 
Um, hopefully, that's going to be one of them days where I tell my buddy, get your parents to take your kids. Bring the TV out in the garage. We're going to hang out. We're going to watch golf. We might even bet on it. We're not going to touch each other. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man. Can you bet? Sports betting Twitter is just going to go nuts. Like, that might be the highest bet amount outside of a Super Bowl that you're ever going to see because people are just going to go nuts. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it is just going to be insane. Dude, I'll, at this point, if if it's there's four people playing and there's four people that want to get in on it and I have to take Mark Bolger or whoever the other stupid guy besides Peyton Manning is instead of a real golfer and I have to take him to get in on it, I don't even want strokes. Let's just let's just have something to bet on. I'm willing to throw away twenty dollars, um, just just to have action on it and and the inkling of hope along with a sport that even if I don't have the winner, we'll have a winner. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking this up to see who who because I thought Peyton Manning was one. I think that's correct too. I believe that I I saw that. Uh oh, Tom Brady was potentially one mentioned. Oh, oh, man. He better be good. Like, why is Tony Romo not part of this? Uh, That's a great question, dude. That's actually a great question because you know they'll probably have him mic'd up. There's going to be no crowd. So even if you've got an announcer, you've got to have these players mic'd up. Who better to have mic'd up than a broadcaster? Right, and Peyton Manning, who's so analytical and pretty good anyway, I mean, just, I mean, people would, I mean, you, you'd attract, a, you're already going to attract casuals because of Tiger and Phil, but mm-hmm. even the, I mean, the idea of Romo and Peyton, like. Dude, you're going to, you're going to attract casuals because of sports, well, because of competition, true. regardless of who's in it, but, but you're right, obviously Tiger and Phil will get even people who don't care about golf in the least, like, yeah, it, they're going to tune in. Then there needs to be another match on the on the Ted Hole, like, like um, I don't know. Patrick Reed versus oh, who's America's guy? Um, just yeah, Jordan Spieth versus Patrick Reed. There we go. I might. I I don't know who I would cheer for there. Oh, well, I don't know about you, but I guarantee you who most people would cheer for. Spieth. I don't dislike Spieth, but I don't love him either. I don't love him either, but I do dislike Patrick Reed, so I would cheer for Spieth. <laughs> I'd change my I'd change my the, the James Abbott special, Patrick Reed versus Ian Poulter. I might cheer for Poulter. Unless it's Ryder Cup. I, exactly. I mean, the reality is, I don't think Poulter's as, like, some horrible dude. Like, I do get the feeling and I don't know Patrick Reed. I mean, I'm just speculating on what's out there in the public, but I do feel like Patrick Reed probably is a, not a good dude. I mean, I think I told, I think I told you I heard a, a college roommate or a college teammate said, if I never see Patrick again, that'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I think, I think Patrick uh, has a edge to him. Yeah. I, it, there's a difference between an edge and just being a jerk. And I think there's the difference, right? Brooks Kepka has an edge to him. Right. Patrick Reed is a jerk. See, I think Poulter has an edge to him, but I don't think he's a jerk, or at least not modern day. I don't remember. Yeah, I just hate Poulter because he drains 50 footers at the Ryder Cup every (laughs) two years. That's like, again, that's why, like, I don't like Jim Furyk because he's a Steelers fan, but it's not like something really reason that I don't like him. 
Like Patrick minute. Reed, there's real reasons to not like him. Wait a minute, we liked Molinari and Fleetwood, and they destroyed us the last Ryder Cup on uh, Mollywood. Like, yeah, but Fleetwood we think is going to win a major, and Molinari has. Like, yeah, I remember the summer. Bolter plays out of his mind every Ryder Cup. Like, I guarantee you, if he played the way he does in the Ryder Cup at majors, he'd have two major championships by now. By the way, I don't think Whistling Straits is going to exactly be an Ian Poulter type of course for the, how long they're going to make that course. Good, good. They should. I mean, they depending on who the uh, who, who who the American team is, we'll see. But uh, um, and, and oh, I was watching. That was another thing I saw on Golf Channel. Uh, Padre Carrington was like, "Yo, we don't need any warm up." He was like, "I'm comfortable making twelve captains picks. I don't care about the standings. I don't care if we're the first uh, a competition back. And he said, uh, and we're not moving the Ryder cup. So everybody who wants to reschedule stuff can schedule it around us. Uh, so I get, he's the European captain this year. Patty Harrington is, but he was like, dude, he was like, I don't care until somebody tells me it's not happening. It is happening. And he said, I don't care. He said, I don't need, I don't need no point system to figure out who my 12 are. I know who my 12 are and I guarantee you points or not. Poulter's won. Sergio's won because those guys play really well in the Ryder Cup. Corey, Rom, Fleetwood. Sure. The studs are in for sure, right? We'll see if uh, well, Molinari have to show some form, I think. Molinari's in, but probably, uh, you know, probably on the border. My boy Tyrrell Hatton after that nice win yeah, had to be. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been playing real well. Casey's got to be on there, you'd think. Um, I've like, heard Thomas Peters mentions it because he can hit it pretty far, so... Stenson is uh, is yeah. is certainly been vocal to say that he wants like the I think what did he say the last thing for his Ryder Cup career is a is an away win. Okay. He said like if 2018 is the way it goes out, he'd be happy, but he'd really like to get that away win, which I don't want him to obviously. But right. uh, you know he's a dude. Again, there's a dude who I wouldn't cheer for at the Ryder Cup, but I do generally like and another get another guy who's got an edge like. You know, kind of like Kepka, but it's not a jerk like Reed. I mean, Bert Wiesberger's won a few times recently. He could be in there. Um, Lee Westwood. I mean, I don't think Whistling Straits is exactly his type of course, but... Graham McDowell's been playing all right, too, lately. I don't know if he's good enough to be in that top. I mean, the coastal part would be good for him. The length would not. What about Jorge Campillo? Wasn't he terrible until, like, recently? Like he, he I'm just saying drop. that because he's the guy I like to rag on for looking like a Star Trek extra. Oh, so yeah, I had to pull out my random My guy Thor Bjorn Olsen. Actually, your boy EBR might be on that uh, radar. Uh, I or no, it's South, South, South African. He's South African. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. I got that. Well, he's on the radar for two years from now. How's that? <laughs> well, the President's Cup needs everybody that he gets. So, yeah, that's oh, probably yeah. not bad. So, uh, well, all right, bro. You got anything else for uh, for us tonight? I guess the last thing is, um, I think I told, I, maybe I mentioned this last week, and you know, I've, I've, you know, the closest thing I've watched is sports is like the, on Sundays, NASCAR, the drivers are doing like the virtual simulation races, and it's actually pretty realistic as far as like the bumps and things like that, and the tracks, tire wear, weather, things like that. I would love to see golf do something similar, like. Maybe we talked about this last week too, but they all have, they should have these simulators. Like, I understand the putting on those things are brutal, but how cool would it be to watch, you know, a match play a simulator, ROM versus, um, you know, Rose or something like that? Like, 
Dude, and it's match play. I mean, it's like it's you don't need a hundred guys. You just need two, and we'll watch it. Right. You can even do tournaments. You know, do brackets stuff like that. Like, and I, you know, because I think NASCAR is getting a little bit of a bump just because of it. Because it's so smart. Like Absolutely. even when you watch it, you're like, okay, I know this is virtual, but it still looks pretty realistic. Like. People are playing DFS on video games. Oh, people oh, playing video oh, games. Yeah. Of course, people are going to watch real drivers uh, do simulations. Of right. course. And golf just feels like it's a sport that would be able to fit to this model. I think so too. Yeah, like you know, you gotta it, putting is kind of taken out of the simulator game. <laughs> I've yet to play a simulator that had real, you know, a real putting, but, right. you know, and you always have a perfect lie, right? Because you're playing, laying it on the mat. So, like, even if you're in the rough that's up to your knees, you have a perfect lie to hit the shot. It's flat, but it still can work, and I would certainly watch it. Right, let's say Snedeker versus Webb Simpson at... Um, oh, let's go. Oh, what's that tournament? Um, what The last one, the, the Wyndham. I'm down. I'll watch it. Like, or... Or let's see, um, Steve Stricker versus Stricker versus Zach Johnson at Deer Run. By the way, uh, that is the next course on the uh, Golf Club 2019 for me to play. Ooh, TBC Deer Run. Okay. Uh huh. That's the next tournament for me. I was just gonna wait till I was playing it to show and send you a picture, but since you mentioned it, I figured I had to. Nine, not ninth. The, the ninth hole is a beast. That is a tough hole. I, I even though I even though I shouldn't stay up all night, my body clock's still messed up, so I probably will play it after we're done here. <laughs> Seventeen is easy par five. Eighteen is tuskers of water on the left, but nine is a beast of a hole. And you know what? The good news is you don't have to walk that course because it is hilly. That's another thing that's awesome about playing a simulator, right? Is you it, you're not walking to your ball. You right. may be standing up and hitting it, but you you're never losing one because it's. It's good. The computer will find it. I always say that about Golden Tee, too. Like, you don't have to walk. You, you, you always find your ball. Right. Yeah. So. Well, um, I, since you mentioned some match play, I think one thing I'm looking forward to uh, that I've been thinking about digging out, that I might now go dig out, is the old Jason Day match play uh uh, final. This was before they moved to Austin when it was still in Arizona mm-hmm. against uh, uh, the magician uh, Victor Dubuisson. Oh, I'm, I, I still like people talk about like killer match play tournaments and endings. And dude, I I did see in one of the YouTube rabbit holes I went down of golf stuff some of the shots Dubuisson made in that playoff uh, in the match play against Day and the looks that Day would give him when he would like find a way to reach the green and give himself a four. <laughs> Or an eight-footer for par, and Day would just be like, dude, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, he's thinking he's good for a three-putt bogey to win the hole, and all of a sudden now, you know, he's got a par it just to tie the hole. Uh, it was a great finish. I, I mean, was, you know, I'm sure maybe not greatest of all time, but it was a great finish. I, I was in, I was just enthralled with that that Sunday uh, finish. Jason Day doesn't have much room to talk. He, you know, even during his prime, he made some, he made some really long putts. Like, his putter was fire. <laughs> when he was, you know, number one in the world. So, you know, he, he stole some shots along the way. I'm not sure he uh, would be in the right place to talk. but uh. Well, yeah, he was impressed. Like, he wasn't like, you know, but it was they literally like, I remember one shot, dude, where like the ball was in a bush. It was in a bush and he gets it out 
And on to the green, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very upset that DeBuisson wasn't able to play in the uh, Ryder Cup in 18. Whatever happened to Victor, by the way? Is he, he got hurt. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've searched him. I've stalked him a little bit online here, and I think he's getting back into playing. I haven't looked him up in a couple of months because, uh, you know, there's, well, there's no golf now, but because um, I really want to see this guy play. Like, I became a huge fan that day. Like, dude, your recovery skills are amazing, and as, an, as a hack amateur that I am, it's not like I'm on the green and regulation a lot. Yeah. You know, like, right. I'll hit good wet shots, and people will be like, oh, great shot. I'm like, it's easy when you have 18 of them around because you never <laughs> on a on a green. Like, eventually, you better get good at it. Right. So I really enjoyed watching him play that shirt. It was, it was really – it was awesome. But, huh. yeah, he got hurt. But uh, I think he may have been, like, a vice captain or walked with him. You know, he was on the grounds – uh, at 2018, but he wasn't. He wasn't on the team, I, yeah. and I'd like to see him back in. The, in if you're in, hosted in Paris, like off the national, you better yeah. have a uh, better have a French representative. Well, and he was. They were like trying at that time. They were like they were saying the French had been grooming him from day one. Like he kind of went away. He didn't go to school normally. He was like a golf prodigy type thing in France, as they were trying to make sure they had a Frenchman on that uh, Ryder Cup team, and he was mm-hmm. the one they were grooming to be that guy. Who's top Frenchman now? It's like Pavon? Dude, I wouldn't even know. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, there's... Let's see. I, I would not know that answer. Let's see. Looking for the French flag in the official world golf rankings. <laughs> yeah, this might be a while. Um, better, better keep scrolling. Oh, no. Wow, I didn't realize he was French. Lorenzo Vera. Okay. I would have thought he was but, Spanish. Where's yeah, Vera is definitely. I mean, they 75th. do. Twenty fifth. Okay, all right, that's higher now. He's ahead of my boy Joaquin Neiman. I guess. I guess I. We just don't see him play much. I guess would be the real answer here. Right. Huh. So well, all right, bro. Uh, I. Uh, I guess we're. I guess we're time to wrap it up here, right? Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of our longer podcasts, but no, that's, all right. that's all right. That's all right. Like I said, I had some. Uh, had some things on my head, and you know, unlike when we get down to the six Ks, and then we go, uh, there's, you know, there's no like, there's no finish line to this show like there normally is for the other one. So, I mean, um, yeah, when you get all fired up because Charlie Hoffman six K the players. Oh God, I can't wait to put money on him again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have to come up with it. I'm, I've been thinking about. I, I swear, we're 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 gonna wrap it up here, but I've been thinking about during the quarantine. Growing a, uh, a Hulk Hogan style uh, mullet because I can't grow hair on the top of my head anymore, but at the back it can. And since I have nowhere to go and I can look like a fool, I might do it. Um, so maybe the bet with Charlie Hoffman is how long is his hair when quarantine is over? Ooh. Anyway, we have to come up with that one. So maybe we'll come up with some lengths and we'll think about it, dude. Ooh, How's that? That's I like where you're going with that. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, hey, uh, stay safe, you, everybody else. Appreciate you listening. Skeeter, we'll, uh, we'll do it here in a little bit again. Um, everybody be cool. Hopefully we get back to some golf and some DFS in, uh, in, in the short-term window. Uh, just be sane until then. So thanks, everybody, for listening. This was, again, some variation of the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. Appreciate your time. Be cool, everybody.